Okay, so between us, which one of us do you think uh, knows a little bit more about television? You. <laughs> and which one helps to sort of guide you. the television shows that we watch? <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent you. I mean, I will pry, I, I won't be able to pry that remote out of your cold dead hands when you're getting dropped down into your corpse hole. Uh, all of that to say that Game of Thrones uh, was my my decision to watch. And uh, there's a little bit of a story that I want to share about how that came to be. Uh, and I, we do want to talk about the House of the Dragon. Before we get there, though, we're queer. But first, we're here. <laughs> no, give me my entertainment. <laughs> you know, I would argue that we're first queer. But you have to be present. Uh, this is a <laughs> philosophical question. I feel like you have to be present before you can identify as something. That so is I think 100% that's, true. That's, you need to be here first, and then you're queer. Yeah. I totally done that. And then, give me my entertainment. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, listen. So here's the 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 whole thing. We watched our second episode of the House of the. I keep saying the House of the Dragon. Is it plural? But it's House of the Dragon. That's what it is. House of the Dragon is the name of the show. We're all calling it Game of Thrones. Like, oh, did you watch Game of Thrones this weekend? It is not, even though it's got the same theme song, which I absolutely love that, that opening. Yeah, I'm glad that they saved that. They also saved money because they didn't have to write a new song. Yeah, or hire someone new. They probably didn't even pay the guy anymore. Yeah, they were just like, we're going to use it. And yeah. can't do anything about it. He's a great composer, though. I can't remember his name right now, but he's great. But... The beginning, I love that they're doing a throwback to like the little miniature things that they do in the opening scene, mm -hmm. uh, like the unlocking and stuff. I just don't really know. I I get that it's like blood running through all of these houses, like the the blood of like like the, the family. family tree. Yeah, I get that, but I don't know where can it go. Yeah, it's sort you know of like every time on the other one, it was like, here's the wall. Yeah. Here's the little miniature Legoland. Here's Great Adventure. I actually here's remember Disney World. from that first, uh, from the episodes that we watched of Game of Thrones, we used to skip the intro because it was like, okay, we heard it. Let's get to the show, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, I remember watching it and then I was like, wait, this looks a little bit different. And then my brain exploded when I realized that the events of the show were affecting the intro. And I'm like, I've never seen a show that... Do you think they rehired the same team who did it? I don't know. I, well, I, I did catch in the House of the Dragon that it is the same composer that they're referencing. Yeah. So that's good that they're like... Well, they should. It's them. his music. Uh, but I don't know if anyone else is involved, but I do think it has a very, very similar feel. Let's talk about what's changed in the landscape since Game of Thrones has finished. HBO, which was its own entity under what company? Anything? They were... I think for a while, wasn't it AT&T? No, they, before, before AT&T bought them. Yeah, Time something. Were they under Time Warner? Yeah, I think they were under Time Warner. Then they were bought out by AT&T for a hot second. And now AT&T, I think, has spun them off into their own something. No, now they're, now they're, they're owned by Warner Discovery. They're now the owner. They are now like 
owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. And the whole drama, and I guess trauma for the folks involved, is that the Discovery app and the HBO Max app have now, are I guess in the process of merging a lot of their content, Mm -hmm. which is bonkers to think that there's a world where like these really adept writers on HBO who do remarkable work to continuously change the landscape of television story experts and storytelling yeah, are literally not going to be working side by side with like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right show, but like Octomom fiance or Octomom. Yeah. Like one of those things, you know what I mean? Where it's not something that they have to think about. They're just watching and <laughs> it's stupid. It's like really stupid. Cut, cut to 2055. And it's like, House of Octomom. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the next Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know? And instead of blood ro- flowing down the tentacles. river, it's tent- tentacles and babies. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a <laughs> that's something. So I want to tell the story really quick oh, about... that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares. That's why I'm moving on. I want to tell the story of how it came to be that we watched Game of Thrones. So our friend Danielle, who is also an expert television picker, um, like television show picker... Are you relying on your perfect Twitter timeline to really curate your TV watching? Or is it actually your own knowledge that you're bringing to the table? It's a little bit of a lot of things. My Twitter timeline does suggest things... And when I notice that there are certain things happening and certain words being said and like, I don't know, more action happening, for example, House of the House of the Dragon, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a show worth watching. But if it's a show that has nothing, like for all mankind that we talked about, that's confusing. Why is there nothing? So but we did that already. We're gonna move on from that. But at the time, Danielle told us to watch Game of Thrones, this mysterious show called Game of Thrones, and it all dealt with the fantasy element that you hate. I hate and it. So and so at I hate that blood, point, so I was like, not yeah, sold on we this. both were like, nah, whatever. And then I guess it was like season two, end of season two, end of season three, something must have happened where we were like, you know what, let's give it a chance. But you did not, I did. And I'll never forget me watching that very first pilot on our bed where we used to live and you were like feverishly cleaning on like a Saturday morning and you're you're like mad at me. Like, why are you not cleaning with me and watching a show? And I'm like, I need to know what happens to this character. Because I was engrossed. Like by that end of that first episode, I ended it, I finished it and I'm like, I need to get Chris to watch it. Something that I do is I sometimes, when I'm unsure of whether or not Chris is gonna like a show, I will screen it once on my own and then make that sort of education educated decision of will Chris like it or not. And I thought there's too much goodness in that for you to not like, even though it's your fantasy blood nonsense and you watched it and we watched it and you were sold and you liked it. And I here did we like go. it. Yeah, I did like it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, the first go around of game of Thrones was unique, even though, you know, the you fantasy, say that, and I just hear Beyonce is unique. The fantasy, <laughs> a, a different level of unique, a lower level. Um, the The fantasy world has been visited before. This this uh, medieval setting, I detest. It's just I feel Smells, dirty watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, all the things we've referenced. But the there's past. something there with the story that I think. They ultimately didn't deliver on full stop uh, by the end of it. Yeah. I'm actually not even going to consider that as a part of the conversation for me because it really did get derailed. And part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast with you is because I wanted to discuss how regardless of that ending, 
there was a lot of good stuff. Yeah, created. no, the, yeah, that the foundation that they set with the families and the connections between them, the Iron Throne, all of that was really well done. Thanks and I think to George R. R. Martin. Yeah, and I think that's sort of what has set up this show for success. You mean House of the Dragon? Yeah, yeah, yes. this new for sure, absolutely. I think and that at the end of the first episode, I said to you, I was like, you know what? I don't know if we're getting into takes on it yet, but my thing was, I was concerned knowing how Game of Thrones ended prior. Um, what, what do they have to tell? And like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. You need to now sell me on it because this is something that we've done before. Mm -hmm. We've told the story. You need to have a compelling argument for something that needs to be told. Why does this show exist? Yeah. When we kind of already know the outcome, essentially. Yeah. Like we know what's to come. We see it in the future. And I agree with you a million percent. But I have to tell you, going into it, I was so uninterested to watch it. And that very first scene that showed whatever it was about, like, 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. Suddenly, I, I was like, okay, I'm in it. Let's go. Let's watch this. And I have to say... That first episode absolutely delivered. There was a lot that was set up, maybe not as dramatic as episode one of Game of Thrones was, mm -hmm. with what will ultimately come to be. Here, this is a very much like smaller focus of this house of yeah. people that with the lineage. And I love Rhaenyra. I think she's such a cool character. She's super... Uh, her whole aesthetic with the way they dressed her and every outfit we see of her is so freaking cool. It's a very cool. striking and un un Beyonce unique face. Yeah, that is that, a Beyonce, that is unique, a Beyonce face. unique face for yeah. sure. If I saw that person walking down the street, I would be stopped in my tracks. I would be like, Whoa. I don't know what it is. It's the mouth. The mouth is different. I was going to say it's the eyes for me. The eyes are definitely different. The eyes are like a little squinty. Yeah. But the mouth is very prominent. It is a mouth. Yeah. I think she's becoming a dragon. That could very well be yeah. in front of our very eyes. Yeah. I do love that there's dragons, but you know what else? A lot of dragons, I have to say, and I do think the effects are really good. They've done, they probably put a lot of money into this. Um, what I find interesting about this, and when we decided that we're going to do this podcast, I was thinking about, we, this is already, we, there are four bajillion podcasts devoted to game of precisely thrones. bajillion bajillion podcast devoted to game of thrones and i'm telling you we do not have anything to contribute i probably can't even name a handful of the characters anymore because i've just forgotten about it but you know what i've thought about yeah you know nothing john snow i would that's one thing i was gonna say there are many things singular things that we can probably quickly recall from that show and i made a list on my own on notes because i wanted to remember them and one of those things was you know nothing john snow which is apparently part of our vernacular we just say it i mean once a week this is said to yeah between one of us so what other moments do you remember from the game of thrones collection that are things you just sort of they click you remember okay joffrey First of all, Joffrey, yeah, Joffrey is absolutely He's there. On my list. So much so that he <laughs> he was so good at his job that he actually jobbed himself out of his job. Yeah. Like he he's, he's like nobody is ever going to like me again. 
I he, can't, he's he, done. He, he can't. No, he's act. not acting yeah. anymore. I think he he's part of the typist pool now. I agree. I agree. I for sure. I'm pretty sure he stepped away. Legit. No, I, no, I mean I've I've not heard of him doing anything. No. So. I'm saying he <laughs> stepped away and said he's not doing it anymore because nobody likes him. Oh, you mean and that's why they killed off his character? No, the actual person. After he was done with Game of Thrones. Where is he now? Has anyone contacted him? He's in him? the typist pool. He did, they didn't write him out. Like they didn't write him out because he said this is <laughs> there are wires crossed here. This is like a jousting match with you, Elias. I just he, hope I'm not demon. <laughs> he completed his role as per the writers in the show. He did not like say kill me off. Mm. He then left acting, and I think there was such disdain for him because he was so hated as a character that he said, I'm done with acting. He's like a young kid. So you're telling so me I'm this saying as... He did not... I think he stepped away from acting and said, I'm not doing it anymore. Because of Joffrey Stark or because whatever of, is. Not He Stark. was What's so it? good at his job that people hated him so much that he actually unjobbed himself. Jo Joffrey Lannister, right? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, I think he was yeah, Lannister. Lannister. So I'm pretty sure. Listen, I mean, uh, take everything with a grain of salt on this podcast. Literally but everything. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that he is no longer acting and will not act because he. That is the he. You know, on, on the PlayStation uh, store or whatever, you get the platinum trophy. It's when you've done every <laughs> single achievement you can possibly do in a game. And they're like, all right, here's this platinum trophy. You win. You did it. He platinumed him acting. Yeah, exactly. He could never do anything else. He Everybody can't ever do him. better than what he did by that time. I'll never forget that scene with him and the bow, the, the crossbow with the hooker on the bed frame or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's another scene that I'm just like shook by. But there is one one scene that I remember uh, shook me to my core for what I should expect from the show. Okay. You know what it, what it is? Well, one episode that's uh, absolutely remarkable is The Red Wedding. Yes, but this is way before that. This was earlier on in, in it. You're, I think you'll know when I tell you, but I don't know if you're thinking of it right now. Um, when it's Ned episode, Stark. Yes. Yeah, when Ned yeah. Stark is killed. Because yeah. he's, he's the hero like he's, he's the literal the, protagonist yeah That's and who you're I thought like this following. guy is gonna take his take us to the end yep and yep. like mm -hmm. uh, there's no way he, they're getting rid of him Dead. gone gone head on a spike done which did you catch that on house of, house of the dragon yesterday yeah. they said that the you know i'm not gonna put a head on no a spike i think that was that was remarkable i mean and so remarkable. unexpected and that made me realize that this show is a very different style of show that i think i've ever watched in my life which is why i fell in love with it red wedding we do you remember what happened at red wedding when we were watching it we were upstairs in our old place and we literally screamed and the cats ran away this is before we had all the muskrats we yeah sylvester and um no, no, Gene Gray, Gray and Bentley. Bentley. And they both absolutely lost their minds because we were screaming. We're like, <gasps> what? That was the birth of the gay gasp. Yeah. Literally from death to birth. Yeah. And death because that happened as well from the birth. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was a bad, bad, good, entertaining, but I don't know. Also, why do, I would, why do we like it? I would say uh, tell Cersei it was me. Excellent. Yep. Shame. Oh, shame is on there. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Cersei it was me. You know, what's funny about that. I had it. I, I wanted to write it on there and I didn't get a chance to look up who had said it because I'd forgotten. But that it was on my mind. Uh, shame Bell. 
amazing, which yeah. now she's Ted Lasso, Rebecca. No, she, I mean, she platinumed and she's going to double platinum. She's going to double platinum. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> if she's going from that acting to this acting, yeah. she did the opposite of Joffrey. Mm -hmm. She did not walk away. Um, also, Khaleesi, just generally speaking, like Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Daenerys, that whole so like six. element. Yeah, what? to like season six, and then yeah. it, then it went off. The oh rails. yeah, see, I'm not I'm not even talking about the nonsense of season eight. I think it was eight. It was like eight. Well, like part seven, two it was kind of getting wonky, and then eight, it was just yeah, trash full. dumpster. Yeah, but uh, what I mean is this concept of of this woman who comes from nothing, and now we even know a little bit about the. House Targaryen, like the coolness of all that, I think is so. Yeah, I mean, exciting. what was so great about her character was that she was the underdog, she was the outsider in the family, and then she kind of represented the like the general folk. Yeah, at like the same she time. she married Drogo, who was like a you know like a, a he wasn't what fit the mold. Mm -hmm. She was kind of against the grain in that by going with him. When they consummated that marriage, that was weird. The, the heart, the blood, mm, the yeah. feeding. And there's just, ugh. yeah, that was, that was also a way was to like, take ugh. any sexy out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That was no. And yeah, then she no. like liberated all those people. Like she had a really great storyline to that needed to just, Push it over the finish line. And at the end of it, she just tripped and broke her skull open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a way to but, put it. it. It was very upsetting that we went from someone who we adored. People's lives changed because of Daenerys. People named their kids after Daenerys. Their animals. Leah's dog is named Daenerys from mm. the show. Yeah. And all of this wonder that comes from this name and Danny, you could call um, the the name and such uh, joy attached to it because of how hard someone worked to get to where they were. And then for us to just be bamboozled and then the rug was pulled out from under us, our heads hit the, the stone and cracked open and bloods everywhere too. Yeah. We're like, what just happened? Yeah. Maybe guide us there. Like, I will go to the ends of the earth if a story is uh, good and I'm naturally guided to the conclusion. This was like a giant uh, boulder just knocked me unconscious. Yeah, from left field. Completely. Where is left field? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's where you get the hot dogs from. Hmm. And I the would boulders. rather a hot dog have hit me in the face. <laughs> I, I, that always just brings me right back to that meme. That's the best meme. Yeah, <laughs> full stop. The best meme. So, what I what I was saying earlier is that since this is about the house of of wait house of the dragon, yeah, there you go, house of the dragon. The end of the first episode was great, but I was still a little bit reserved. And not fully committed because, again, the whole thought of, even though it's good, why, like, they're setting up stuff in the first episode. Mm -hmm. So, why am why am I here? And there was a lot of that setup stuff that felt very familiar to me. Very, very. familiar. The parallels and of who's going to be king. Yeah. Who's gonna be here's this, the Iron Throne. Somebody wants the Iron Throne. It's Someone's the angry family that they're not getting drama, the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of that was set up. And I was like... 
okay, it's good. I like the world. I like that it's much better storytelling and dialogue and direction than how it ended in Game of Thrones. Correct. It's like the better, it's the good version of Game yeah. of Thrones, I would but say. But then by the second episode, I was like, okay, I get the differences now, yeah. and I feel like they're committed in this, and I hope that they keep that momentum. I I'm agree. still going to, they've done this to themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm still always going to have that little doubt in me of like, do they, are they going to deliver? You're always going to feel like you're on shaky ground and like the cobblestone may fall and start a domino effect that makes you just fall into a river and die by the, I don't know, the piranhas. Like, yeah, exactly. You're always going to be thinking that you're right uh, there. Yeah. You're, you know, and they did that. They did that. I didn't do that. They Up did until it. that point, I was on rock solid ground. Yep. I was going nowhere. And then all of a sudden, now I'm always going to be walking around thinking I'm going to be eaten alive. But listen, I mean, at this point, I will say that I'm here for the ride, whether it's shaky or not at the moment. If they go, <laughs> if they get, if it gets a little bit shakier, I mean, I'm going to jump ship. But. Totally. But I will say there was a moment that I felt uh, very much represented the best of the moments of Game of Thrones when the conversation was happening between Damon, the cousin, brother, whatever of holding the egg. This is a little bit of a spoiler alert. It's two episodes in. Just watch them and then come back. Pause this. Come back after you watch the two episodes. But he's holding the egg on that bridge, which, by the way, how cool is it that that stone dragon keep or dragon stone was like what we've saw in, seen in the future? Yeah. I love shit like that. But he's holding that egg. How is this going to get resolved? We don't know. Is he going to break the egg? And then when she, Rhaenyra, swoops in on the dragon. Mm-hmm was a moment for me that was like chills i absolutely loved it the effects were great it was such a cool cool moment and did break my uh expectation of what could happen look i mean i'm obviously the expert here i have all of the the skill set that is required to make television Mm. and if there's since the writers and directors are most likely listening to this five-star podcast The advice that I'm going to give to them is take it slow. This show is all about the subtle relationships, the development, that rich dialogue between characters with periodic firecrackers. Mm -hmm. And that dragon moment was like a little firecracker Mm -hmm. moment. Sometimes you have like huge ones. Sometimes you've got a little like snap crackle pop thing, but it's more about that relationship building, character development, and those really subtle and uh, rich dialogues. Mm-hmm. And if you think that if you're, you're gonna- deciding on whether or not a, a story should take place in a couple of episodes or a season... Make it the season. Yeah, this is That's what this I is think. not those Michael Bublé movies where they have all the explosions and you're going ninety miles an hour down the down the highway. <laughs> you're you need to take it slow in this show because it's all those Michael Bublé <laughs> movies, the yeah. Transformers movies. They are <laughs> the singing that happens in those movies, <laughs> but the, with the fireworks in the background unreal you've never there, seen because like there's no dialogue and it's all about the snap crackle pop in those mm. and i need more <laughs> development please take your time and that's what Pump happened yeah in the uh, last 
episodes, we it was whiplash. We didn't exactly know what, what people were doing. There was no development. It's like the characters you knew and loved were now suddenly new characters. It was like a tr brain transplant. Well, it was a disaster. George R. R. Martin has come out officially now in this time of House of the Dragon and has said that he very much warned HBO that he thinks that it should have been a 10 to 13 season show. And HBO was like, yeah, now nah, we're good. And they did it to themselves. They took the firecracker. Yeah. They lit it, turned it to their face. Yep. And did right one of those Looney Tunes explosions. Yeah. You know? Michael Blue Blade to the face. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. And they, in turn, ruined us. Yeah. I mean, you know? Exactly. That's not cool. And another little a little hint, have a little bit of fun with it when they do these things, you know, when they when they come up with some of these stories. I thought that episode, uh, not episode, I thought that Game of Thrones, sorry, amidst this nonsense, amidst the smell-o-vision of it all, where you could just, you felt nauseous watching it. Yeah. There were moments of levity. And I think most of those moments initially came from, um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The, the hand to the, the ultimate. Oh, um, yeah. Oh my God. Tyrion. Tyrion. Lannister. Yes. He, he did a lot yeah. of that. He did a lot of those quippy moments and, and whatever. And then I think one of my favorite moments of his journey was when he shot and killed his dad on the toilet. He was taking a, a shit. Yeah. And he kills him with a bow and arrow on the toilet. Yeah. Give me more of that, too. Have fun with it. Even the things that were so, like, the this is a perfect wrap-up to this. Mm. That if you, I said how important the dialogue is, the subtlety, the character development, and like you're saying, that levity, at the end when she's literally getting killed at the hands of Cersei, turning and saying, tell Cersei it was me. Per I mean, it's just, just, it's a perfect line because it just wraps up her character perfectly. Uh, it's got chills, It's like chills. funny and serious at the same moment. It delivers a solid message. It's just, it's, that's what they need. Mm -hmm. They need, they need to have her picture in the writing room, hanging at up all saying, times. if you don't write well, Tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Listen, um, we covered a lot. If you have never watched Game of Thrones, you are, and you listen to this podcast, not only did we just spoil a lot of things for you, but you're probably like, are they okay? Do they need something from us? Like, do they need, is this a call for help? Uh, but listen, go watch Game of Thrones. Look up the ending. Don't watch it all the way through because you're going to get disappointed. Come back, watch House of the Dragon. It's excellent. And uh, maybe in the future we'll do more of this. Apparently, we're really passionate about this. I just, I feel like I'm heated. You're, 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 you were yelling into the microphone a few moments ago. <laughs> and by the way, the list that I made, all the things we discussed. Yeah, I mean. Everything was on there except Mitza. Do you remember Mitza? That was just a random memory. I do I remember Mitza. That was a little bit of a white savior moment where she did all that and they were like carrying her kind of Jesus figure like. Mm -hmm. That was a little bit uncomfortable for me. I don't know what I was supposed to be feeling there. Although but, I did, I mean, I did touch about her liberating, but the Mitza thing was like. A, when when the memes came out with them replacing the words Mitza, them chanting Mitza to pizza, and then pizzas were rolling down the hills. Oh, that was, was the, the best. best. That was that, the best. Listen, fast food style memes are the best. Hot dogs yeah. in the face. Hot dogs, yeah. Meets a pizza roll, rolling down the side of a, a temple. 
<laughs> an ancient Epic. temple. Listen, we have to go. Uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. And let us know what you think. Do you like House of the Dragon? Did you love Game of Thrones? Did you hate it? But remember, this is a five-star, five-star podcast. Only if you rate it, please rate it. And uh, that helps us out. And um, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.